Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Yes, we are back for about our millionth show this week. Uh, we have got another special episode of the Hit in the Turnbuckle uh, podcast coming to you today uh, via YouTube, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple, wherever you get your content, you can find the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Uh, a Twitter account that has taken the world by absolute storm. Yeah. Is joining us today. It's literally the Year Revolution, and coming from the Year Revolution, it's only Tim Hooks. Tim, how are you, brother? I'm doing well. I'm I'm very happy to be here. I'm I, um I'm always excited to talk about the megastar. I love what we're doing. I love I love what he's doing, and um just uh, real happy to be here to talk about it. Uh, Tim, your Twitter account has literally blown up uh, the last few months. Uh, it's been everywhere. The man himself. L.A. Knight has been mentioning you. Just tell me how the how it all started, because, you know, it, L.A. Knight has taken a massive rise uh, in the WWE in the last, we'll say, nine months to a year. Obviously, he's been around. He's been in NWA. He's been in TNA. He's been in NXT. He's been released from WWE. He's come back to WWE. So just tell us how the how the year revolution, how it started and how your fandom become a thing. So, so uh, you know, I... I became a fan of LA Knight from the first moment that I saw him. And let me just, uh, just preface that a little bit. Uh, I was, I, I, I was heavily involved in wrestling uh, during like the attitude era, um, you know, 90s, early 2000s. And then I kind of just grew out of it. I, I, I really didn't watch wrestling for a very long time. About, Five, six years ago, I started to get into it a little bit more. I started watching a little bit more casually every once in a while. Uh, but nothing really caught my eye. I, it just, you know, I, I just didn't really love the product too much. And then came along the uh, 2023 Royal Rumble. And I had known about, I had known about the Max Dupree character. Mm-hmm. I had no, I had, I didn't, I had no idea that uh, this Max Dupree character had actually been someone completely different by the name of Eli Drake with that Eli whole gimmick. It was a totally yeah. different, different thing. So when I saw him for the first time as L.A. Knight, I think it was during a... I, I must have saw a promo before the Royal Rumble, but but the first time I really saw him in earnest uh, was at the Royal Rumble in that, in that uh, match with, with Bray Wyatt. And... He has this um, it factor. You can't quite put your finger on it, but there's something about him that is so much different from everybody else. This this charisma, and from the first promo I saw of his match, I saw of his, I was on board, man. He he brought back, you know, the sort of um, vibe that I had during the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. With guys like, you know, Austin and The Rock and all those type of characters. He brought that back. It was the first time that I had seen somebody that really got me excited to watch watch the product. And um, so there was quite a while, even though, you know, he had that um, 
you know, Bray Wyatt, which is great. He was, he was, you know, highlighted in the Royal Rumble. He was sort of just cannon fodder for Bray Wyatt. It mm-hmm. wasn't about him. It was about Bray. And then after that, if you remember, uh, LA Knight was basically glorified enhancement talent for, for, for quite a few months there. He, you know, he's jobbing out to everybody. And even when he, you know, would actually win a match every now and then, be very cheap, you know, be holding the ropes or holding the ties or yeah. he would look very weak in the ring. So it got to a point where I there was starting to, to be this outcry from the internet wrestling community about him. And he was starting to get over a little bit more every week. And I was thinking to myself, you know, what can I do to help? What can I do? I just because I just wanted to see the guy on TV more, mm-hmm. quite frankly. Uh, it wasn't about, oh, I want him to win championships. I just wanted to see the guy on TV more. I wanted I wanted him to be able to see his potential out. So I decided to start this this social media account. I, I've worked in social media. I've, I've worked in politics for several years, building social media accounts and followings and, and stuff like that. So, I, you know what? I'm like, as a hobby, why don't I just give this a shot and see what we can do? And within, it took off almost immediately. Uh, I started it uh, like mid-May and it very quickly grew. Uh, it, it's been amazing to see how, how far it's come and how big it's grown in such a short amount of time. But really, this was all about trying to just just trying to get people motivated and ha- help them understand how we can get him that push that everyone was looking for. And it wasn't about, you know, what we said on the Internet. It wasn't about cheering him at shows. It comes down to money. Mm-hmm. Buy his merchandise. You know, buy tickets to shows. You know, make sure that you know, when he has uh, stuff on social media or YouTube or anything like that, you watch it. That's the type of thing that will get wrestlers to push if wwe sees they can make a lot of money with somebody they're going to give them a push so that was really my message from the get-go and as we've seen that's all really worked out uh very very well how do you uh he's been compared a lot you mentioned the attitude era there a certain stone cold steve austin was originally the ringmaster when he come into yeah. the then wwf with the million dollar man and the million oh, yeah. dollar belt and Austin has said himself in many interviews and documentaries that he's done and podcasts that he didn't really feel the ringmaster gimmick. Do you kind of get why people put the LA Knight situation and the Stone Cold situation? And you, and we've said this a lot of times on our show, I kind of get early Stone Cold Steve Austin vibes from him. And that's what you said at the start of the show. It's the, you can't quite put your finger on it, but it's just it. And I kind of get that with LA Knight. Do you think you get what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people, and I, and I see this uh, um, uh, quite a bit, uh, you know, the haters out there want to instantly, you know, tear him down because, oh, you know, he's copying The Rock and he's copying Stone Cold. And he's... I, I got I got news for those people. Like, I had to tell you this. But every wrestler in the history of the world has used previous generations Guys that got over, guys that were huge stars, they used them as inspiration. I mean, look at Ric Flair. He stole a whole gimmick, for God's sake. No one ever calls him <laughs> out on that, right? You know, Not nature true. boy, Buddy Rose, right? Very true. Uh, so so what, what LA Knight has been able to do, which 99.9% of any other guy wouldn't be able to do, is he's been able to harness the inspiration that he had from these really – popular 
superstars back in the late 90s, early 2000s, Attitude Era, what, what have you. And he's been able to harness that and make it his own and use them as inspiration for his own stuff. And you, you can't get over to the point that he has gotten without having a very, very special, unique talent. And that's what he has. And so, look, I mean, you know, he's used, you know, inspiration and, and he's used the very best. And we've been waiting, waiting for someone to come along like this. I, I talk to so many people every single day. They, I, I talk to at least one person that says, I'm watching wrestling again because of LA Knight. I haven't yeah. watched wrestling in 20, 25 years. And now I'm watching again because of LA Knight. And that's kind of the unique thing about him is that he, he appeals to every demographic. You look at, for example, the new newer fans, you know, younger fans. To them, he's fresh, he's new, he's exciting. They haven't seen anything like him before. To older guys like me, uh, you know, he reminds us of an amazing time in our lives, an amazing, you know, that attitude era and that that sort of character that we we haven't seen in such a oh, long that, time. And he the glass breaking back. moment, I call it, when the glass needs to break for Austin, is the kind of thing I'm seeing when L. A night when that music it hits, it's the yep. kind of when I was 18, 19, and it was the glass used to smash, or the if you smell what the rock is, you're kind of getting. And I have to, and and you make a great point there because a lot of people watching wrestling now, and I get it all the time with my good co-host Parker, he calls me the old man for talking about the attitude era. But I'm like, there are a group of wrestling generation fans now who don't really know what we watched in the Attitude Era. So when you explain right. to them the Austins, the Rock, the Takers, the Mankinds, you know, we had this kind of thing on a weekly basis. We, now we've got yes. one guy. Don't get me wrong. There's many a good talent in the WWE right now. But the way he is getting over is the way that Austin and Rock and Mankind and all them guys really got over. More Austin than anything in the Attitude Era. Yeah. A question for you, Tim. Uh, something that I've uh, I've wanted. I've, me and Adam have spoke about this on shows. WWE pushed the yes movement five or let's, let's say six, seven years ago now with Daniel Bryan. We weren't sure if that's the way they wanted to go down because it was the crowd that really pushed Daniel Bryan and moved him. Over recent months, we've we've kind of got the impression that WWE have held LA Knight back a little bit. They haven't wanted to bow down to the crowd pressure because every show you go to all you hear is yeah all you hear is la night and i i personally think for a few months at wwe were like hang on a minute we don't want to be told again to where we're putting our superstars like they've done with daniel bryan i think now they're getting to the point if you look at the crown jewel main event they're kind of like okay we'll give you a little something here at crown jewel not necessarily put the title on LA Knight yet because I personally don't think that will happen but I'll get your opinion in a minute I think that's going to be saved for a later date but do you kind of think that the WWE are like oh we want to push him but they don't want to be seen to be given into crowd pressure again if that makes sense so I would I would I would agree with you um at first that they I, the thing with WWE is that I I think with them is they had a plan and they had this sort of program they had in mind. And, you know, they, they sort of planned it out in advance for quite a while. And they wanted LA Knight to be a mid-card heel. That's what they wanted. It was clear. That's what they wanted him to be. They wanted him to be a mid-card heel. And the, 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 the fans told them something different. Mm -hmm. And even though they tried and tried and tried to keep this guy as a heel, I remember... 
It was actually before the last Saudi show. I'll never forget this, where they had that double taping in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. And they piped in the booze. Remember when they piped in the booze? Yeah. Oh, according that to was... Triple H, they don't pipe in the booze. Oh, yeah. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> in this particular case, they absolutely did. Mm -hmm. And it was clear uh, that they, they were trying to stifle what he was doing and, 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 and keep him as a heel. That's what they want. That was their plan. Uh, but around the time Money in the Bank happened, you could no longer ignore the crowd. Oh, I you was in no London, longer. man. I was in London, Tim. The crowd, yeah. oh my God. It's crazy. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. Up until that point, you know, he was getting some decent reactions, but that was a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. That was the moment that I'm like, oh boy, we got something going here. Yeah. Listen to this place, man. And that was the beginning of his ascent, really, in earnest was what we saw there. And even though he didn't win Money in the Bank, and everyone was all angry at the time, you know, oh, you know, they're holding him down, which I understand. And I, you know, the way it was looking, it looked like they were doing that. And they were for a while. But here, here's the bottom line. WWE is a business. And they're in business to make money. And when someone comes along that is not just obviously popular, but is making them lots and lots of money, Mm -hmm. Guess what's going to happen? They're going to they're, they're going to have no choice. They have to they have to push it. Yeah. They have to capitalize on that. And we've seen that over just it's amazing oh. to think. You know, it's only been a few months. Talking about SummerSlam was really his first big win in that yeah. in that battle royal. Yeah. You know, and that was what a, a little less than three months ago. Mm -hmm. From that to now, where he's main eventing one of the biggest shows of the year uh, for the uh, you know, Undisputed Universal Championship. So my, my thing is this. Every sign that I've seen over the last few months indicates that they are completely all in on LA Knight as a top guy in that company. Hmm. I don't know what's going to happen as far as him win winning championships or anything. I have no idea what's going to happen there because you know, you've got Cody and, and that whole story and there's a lot of different things going on. Uh, but there is no doubt in my mind that L.A. Knight is now a top guy in their minds. And yep. they're going to treat him like a top guy. And, you know, we'll see we'll see where that leads. But, we're you know, he's in a great position right now. And his future really at this point is in his hands, man. If he can hit a home run with this match with Roman Reigns and they can and they can get tons of people to watch and, and get that sellout crowd and make tons of money. Maybe maybe we'll see what happens further down the line. I don't think he's going to win the title uh, um, at Crown Jewel. I don't think anyone thinks he's going to win the title. But he has a great opportunity to impress uh, a lot of people. So uh, I'm very excited to see how that plays out. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the last Saudi Arabia show, when Triple H done the press conference on the day before, there was only one thing all them fans were chanting, and that was LA Night. That, that for me, was kind of the moment where you could see Triple H, Paul Levesque, no. You could see the dollar signs, cha-ching, cha-ching, yep. going around yep. in his eyes thinking, wow. You know, because they'd just been in the States, you know what I mean? It hadn't, he hadn't really been outside the States to get some feedback. Oh, yeah, this is before Money in the Bank. So, and the LA night chants were 
astronomically loud uh, in the last no. Saudi show. So, yeah, just moving forward to next Saturday, obviously, LA Knight is now in the main event. There's so much talk. I think I read uh, I, I read a big article this morning that WWE are thinking of uh, Roman Reigns breaking Hulk Hogan's record, which means he keeps the title for another nearly three years. And yeah. I'm like, look, don't get me wrong. I love my tribal chief. Everyone knows he's my dude. But I'm like, oh, my God, three years? Really? You, yeah. want to, you want him to be like of all time? I mean, where are you sitting with the whole, obviously, we've got LA Knight going up against Roman Reigns. I'd just be interested to get your views, Tim, as a fan, because, you know, LA Knight is going up against Roman how would you book it? If you were in charge of WWE right now and Roman's the champion, how are you either ending Roman's reign or or like WWE are kind of thinking and if you believe, and I take all these uh, reports from Dave Meltzer and all these other people yeah. with, with the tiniest pinch of salt that you could ever possibly have. Right, exactly. You know, you know the thing you have to remember, you know, with Dave Meltzer or any really any of these wrestling, wrestling insiders is that they're told what people want them to, to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone, all these, you know, leakers and these people within the company, for the most part, they have agendas. They have personal agendas in a lot of cases. And they're going to leak to you what what they want you to think and what they want you to know. So that's why I, I, uh, I'm I not a huge fan of Meltzer. I'm not a huge fan of, um, you know, Wrestling Insiders as a whole. There are a few exceptions to that. There are some, some good people out there. Uh, but... Um, you know, you just don't know. Things can change day to day. So, so, but if you're asking my opinion on on how Roman Reigns's championship uh, reign should, you know, that's funny, reign reign <laughs> should end. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. My my hope would be that um, when someone finally pins him and defeats him for that championship, uh, that it'll be done to get that individual over to the next level. Obviously, you would like it to be a younger guy, someone who needs that, uh, you know, needs that sort of stamp of approval, that huge monumental victory that can get them to the next level. I don't know who that would be right now, quite frankly. As far as young stars are concerned in that company, uh, baby faces, I, I don't know who that would be. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I still think it's going to be Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I think I that's too. the safe. I think that's the safe bet. Mm-hmm. is that he'll finish the story. But I'll be completely honest with you. I think there, I think there is a, a realistic chance that LA Knight could be that guy. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why real quick. Again, we've been talking about this. It's a business, right? And, and who can make the most money and who can, you know, if you main event WrestleMania, who can put the most eyeballs on that match, that main event match. And what I'm seeing from LA Knight now is not only is becoming very obviously he's extraordinarily popular in the wrestling circles but he's now he's starting to transition over to mainstream pop culture we've seen this time and time again um where he is now being mentioned not just in wrestling but in overall you know mainstream pop culture mm-hmm. so if his rise continues and he gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you see him uh you know start you know, being on late night TV shows and all that kind of stuff, and getting it used to, to be that called the point. MTV era, didn't it? Back in the day, <laughs> do you remember? Oh yeah, of course I do. Of course I do. So, but no, look, if he gets to that point and he's really, really popular, he gets to that gets to that Austin level of popularity, that rock level of popularity, where everybody knows his name, even outside of wrestling. I could absolutely see them 
pulling the trigger on him being their champion and and being the face of the company because that's what's going to make them the most money and whatever makes them the most money they're going to run with that's my opinion yeah i i'm 100 percent with you i mean me and adam spoke on, on shows and we're like kind of leaning towards cody but my god if 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 by for whatever reason they go next saturday la night is winning that title you're gonna hear me you're gonna hear me from here, bro. I'm in London. You're <laughs> over there in Boston. You're gonna hear me if LA Knight takes his, LA Knight pins him one, two, three, dude. That's gonna be shockwaves heard around the world because I think it'll be great. Um, I've got my own. I've got a view where I think Logan Paul wins the United States title, and I think LA Knight wins that off Logan Paul. That's what yeah, I think be. happens. Could be. I don't know. Could be. I, I've been I've been pretty outspoken about mid card titles. Uh, I think mid-card titles should be used to get somebody over, give yeah. them credibility. Uh, you know, I remember, I'll, I'll never forget this. I forget I forget who he said it to, but Vince McMahon once said about the Intercontinental Championship. It's like, pal, no one gives a shit about the Intercontinental Championship. And when you look at mid-card titles, uh, you know, yeah, who's who's the champion now? Rey Mysterio is the U.S. champion. Yeah, U.S. champion. Um, Gunter's the Intercontinental title. Yes. And, and what we've seen with Gunther is that he's been Intercontinental Champion. That gives him credibility. Now he's to the point where he's the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time. I mean, that's gotten him over to the point now where you could see him as a main event talent, right? Mm-hmm. So so my thing is with mid-card titles, I view them as props. And I view them as vehicles to get somebody, get a get a superstar to that next level. And I don't, I don't. I don't. I just don't think the LA Knight needs that. I think he's already at the main event level. Yeah, no, um, in the good fans' point. minds. Good point. So I would rather see a U.S. Championship go to somebody who needs it for credibility. Now, could it be Logan Paul? I mean, look, I, you know, I, I I wouldn't be a fan of that, quite frankly. But <laughs> neither would I, bro. Neither would yeah, I. I'm sure know, though. I mean, I'm 99.9%. When you watch that next Saturday, Tim, remember this chat that you and I had. I'm telling yeah. you, they're putting that title on him. <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. You know, my thing was, I thought what was going to happen was they put the belt on Rey Mysterio so that he would drop it to uh, Santos Escobar. I thought mm-hmm. for sure that was where the money was. Like, you you could get this guy uh, a win over his, you know, his uh, his mentor, right? Mm-hmm. Be that next big, uh, um, uh, you know, Latin star. And I thought for sure that, that was going to happen, but I don't even know what Santos Escobar is doing these days. So I have no idea if they've just kind of... I know he got injured for a while, but yeah, now he's just, I don't know, jogging out. Yeah, he's been smacked down a few times. I think they kind of... I think that whole LWO thing, I don't... Me personally, I I, I get why they tried it with the whole Puerto Rico show. And I don't think it's working to the extent where they thought it was going to go. It was good for two, three weeks. Don't get me wrong. And that's great. Yeah, the whole Puerto Rico thing. And that was... That pay-per-view was incredible. Bad Bunny, et cetera, et cetera. I think now the dust is settled. WWE, like you say, Tim, have gone, we're not making much money out of right. this. Don't get wrong, the LWO shirts are selling worldwide. But for a TV, from a TV standpoint, I don't think they really wanted to go that way with the title. That's why I think to get yeah. maximum exposure and it's going to be on every news outlet and every website yeah. when Logan Paul gets that title, albeit even if he got it for a month, two months, I don't know, yep. could lose it at the Rumble, Survivor Series. That's where WWE are like, again, Cha-ching, cha-ching. Exactly. Um, but Tim, 
it, it, talking of Cha-Ching, LA Knight is definitely he's he's going, my friend. I'm telling you now, he's he's pretty much there. I can't wait for the match uh, at Crown Jewel where everybody's yeah. saying the name LA Knight. I think it's yeah. gonna be incredible. Yeah. Tim, keep <laughs> keep doing keep doing what you're doing though, brother. For those that aren't following, just tell everyone, tell all our listeners, bro, where they can find you on socials. Very easy. Uh yeah, revolution. Uh, we're on X. Uh, we are on Instagram. Uh, just uh, type in uh, at yeah revolution underscore, and uh, you'll find us. We have a huge, you know, really large following. One of the largest followings for uh, you know an independent wrestling account now on uh, the uh, the X platform, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, we're we're doing some stuff on uh, Instagram. We've got a YouTube uh, channel as well. Uh, same, you know, at yeah revolution. And I'm also working on a uh, a new project with a couple of really great guys uh, for a, a a platform on Discord. So okay. I've got a lot of exciting things going on. I also have a um, I'm affiliated with the WWE shop, and you can uh, help me out there, support what we're doing. Uh, just head over to my uh, uh, account on uh, the X platform, and uh, you can help me out every time you buy WWE merchandise. Do it from my uh, affiliate account. Helps me out a little bit, and you'll get some great products. Tim, been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Uh, my thank pleasure. you so much. Thank you so much for coming on the Hit the Turnbuckle podcast. Keep doing what you're doing, bro. And uh, when LA Knight wins that world title, mate, me and you will jump back on a podcast and have another chat. I would love that. I can't wait, my friend. Thank you so much. It's going to be awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. I've been your host, Andy Burrows. Till next time, don't buckle down and stay safe. Let's just say, yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.